beast is making me What's time but a thing they kill or keep a fire or lose a living I gotta go faster, keep up the pace Just to stay in the human race I could go supersonic, the problem's chronic Tell me, does life exist beyond it? When I need to sate, I just accelerate Into oblivion Into oblivion Buenos nachos, amigos Welcome to Record Breakers, a music podcast where we gather around a lunch table and share music with each other. I'm Pete Rave. Here with me is my team. We've got Brett. Hey, hey, hey. We've got Patrick. Hey. And we've got Drew. Yo. Uh, we're here, of course, gathered to talk about music. And the provider of the music this week, the one sharing this week uh, with the group, is me. Uh, I decided to uh, share. Stay with home you from guy. school and shove cereal shaped like presidents up your nose. Yes. Uh, try to stay up all night. Uh, also, dig a hole under my house. You know. uh, also, try to find my station. favorite. Uh, try to find my favorite song. Uh, on daylight savings, you fight. ate 100% riboflavin. Um, yes. to try and time travel. Yes. yes. Fight, fight the ocean. Yes, fight the ocean uh, with because my best friend and superheroes, uh, Guardian. Uh, I decided to share an album by uh, a side project of a couple of members of a band called Miracle Legion. Uh, a guy, you know, that is in the, that did music and knew other people that did music uh, and helped out with a show by the name of Adventures of Pete and Pete. Uh, and it's the group is Polaris. The album is music from Adventures of Pete and Pete. And it's the soundtrack to Adventures of Pete and Pete. Uh, Side note, if you haven't watched the Adventures of Pete and Pete, the beginning of this episode was real goddamn confusing. Yeah. Um, also, <laughs> you know, like, look at the album cover. Like, for real. It made, like, every time I looked at that album cover, it made me giggle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is fantastic. Uh, it is a, a fun little album uh, from a fun show that was was several things before those things was cool uh namely it was a you know it was a, a quirky multi-cam laugh track free sitcom before multi-cam laugh track free sitcoms were cool uh and the the quirky cool differentness is reflected in this music and the music choices on the show uh and this album is an extension of that if any of that made sense let's go uh i don't care uh let's go on forward um I'm curious. I'll start with Brett. I'm curious. What were your expectations coming into this album? Well, I, I, I first off, I didn't know this album existed. I mean, I, I guess I could have thought long enough, but like, I bet that's recorded somewhere for posterity purposes. But uh, the last time I heard these songs was when I heard them on the show. Um, so it's, it's, it's one of those albums that uh, I'm glad I found. Uh, I, just it's from so long ago in my memories my watching of that show that uh it wouldn't by the time i was able to find music on the internet i that would have been way far back in the back of my head but no i hadn't heard some like i don't remember a lot of this album yeah me, me neither uh, if i'm being honest uh but yeah true what expectations did you have coming into this album well, the adventures of Pete and Pete and like this whole era of Nickelodeon was something that I very much enjoyed. Um, but I never really thought about it 
right? Like I never thought like, oh yeah, like all the music in Pete and Pete sort of sounded like it was made by the same band. Maybe there was a band behind that. Like I never looked into it. I never bothered. So like hearing that this was this was a thing, I got real, real excited. Uh, Patrick, what expectations did you have coming to this album? Uh, so sometime several years ago, I, I think probably near the tail end of college or shortly thereafter, someone in my life told me this album existed and I downloaded it because that's what, you know, I was still a dirty, dirty pirate. And I, you know, if I heard something existed and I wanted to hear it, that's how I got it. So this has been on my computer for many years and it's had many lessons because uh, I think like most uh, Nickelodeon watchers aged probably 26 or 27 to, you know, 33 or 34. This Pete and Pete was probably a big part of your life at one point or another. It was it was one of my favorite shows ever. So the music from it, you know, hits me in a in a really good place because there's a lot of a lot of memories brought up by it. Yeah. Uh, and I think if we were talking about things on this. It's pretty it's a it's pretty simple to kind of uh, break it down. It's a, I wrote it in the notes, the themes and elements, jangle pop and nostalgia. Uh, <laughs> I think this kind of very much sums it up. It's very jangly. It's very kind of like uh, early 90s jangle pop. Uh, you know, we recorded in the late 90s, but very early 90s of that style. Uh, it, it, it very much makes sense uh, for the, the, the theme of the show and kind of the feel of the show, if you remember it. And the feel of the music um i'll leave it up to you guys to better describe it uh brett what would how would you describe the themes and elements that make up this album well you're you're right it's 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 probably this is this is what alternative music was before grunge like sort of uh eclipsed it this was this was a sound that you would get from from bands um well i i mean i i was a little kid when pete and pete was on so like you know hearing this album was you know you get your uh your absurd lyrics um, over a reverb rich jangly guitar um, with some vocal harmonies. This is, this is, you know, very, very reminded me of like some, some, uh, they might be giants and REM of the era uh, (laughs) where everybody found that the same handful of tools and instruments and decided to do like their thing. Um, But uh it's it's a it's a very mild diversion from like traditional rock and roll. These are very very traditional like rock songs. Um, no hardness in in it, but uh, it's just like simple tracks. Um, there's there's a good split in this album of you know you got the the jaunty tracks with you know uh, driving beats and the earworminess, and then it also slows down. Uh, but yeah, it, it's. It's definitely a time warp to a time when the bands that you didn't actually hear, uh, the ones that uh, you know didn't get that that were only played at the like wee hours of the morning on MTV, and not very often at that. These were the kind of bands uh, like you would hear this stuff on Beavis and Butthead. They would <laughs> dig up someone, like a band that sounded like this. It's it's very of the time. Yeah, yeah, uh, and in very much of the time of the show. Uh, Drew. What would be the themes elements that caught your attention? Well, like we've said, this is, if you did not partake in a certain era of uh, alternative music, this is not, you're not going to get a whole lot from this because it's sort of, 
a weird thing, right? Because this is nostalgia. This is, Brett said it, you listen to this and you sort of step back into something, right? I remember hearing this music in the back of a car, like thinking it was super cool or like on Nickelodeon or the wee hours of the morning when MTV would play weird music and stuff like that. Um, this is, this is jangly and it is poppy and it is that like indie rock, like nineties sort of alt sound, right? Um, there's other bands that do a bit of that jangle poppy sort of sound within it. The Dariums, the Smiths, stuff like that, like ones that have this jangly tone to them, but this was, built for something, right? Miracle Legion was commissioned to do music for a TV show. It was like, we like your band. We would like your band to become a different, like just a different band commission it for what this show is going to be. So the compositions are simple. The lyrics are easy to piece together and it would highlight sort of a comedy series about two young boys, just sort of for, young children um so it it set out and it did that really well um the weird thing was nothing in the album as a whole stuck with me um but like it's something that i just had fun listening to because of that nostalgia kick that being a little kid and like hearing this type of music and kind of digging it um and it reminded me of reasons why that time in your life is so fun and so influential. Like shows like Pete and Pete, like Clarissa explains it all. The music that came about in those like weird mornings of MTV and stuff like that. Kind of the age I was maybe pointed me in the direction of what I started liking about music and what I started liking about like TV shows and stuff like that and where my comedy likes pointed to um and that's it's weird because i always we come in to this sort of i come into this at least trying to be objective about albums and trying to break them down and be like oh well this album did this really well or didn't do this really well and stuff like this this is one of those albums where i i found myself having a hard time doing that because of um the sort of tone in the sound that it created and what that sort of took me back to. It was really weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick, what would be the themes elements that, that uh, make up this record for you? Um, stylistically, I think we covered it. It's, it's that 90s jangly, reverbed out sort of pop rock sound. Uh, what for me really, like, again, like the word nostalgia is sometimes dangerous and sometimes I think saying it about an album kind of to some people diminishes its quality. While I don't think this is perfect, there are several songs here that I vividly remember hearing what is now, you know, 20 years ago, 20 plus years ago while watching Pete and Pete at age, you know, eight or nine. And, and I remember them now. Like when I, when I did download download this several years ago, like, and the opening track hit, like it, there's like this almost, like like it's it's very like emotional and like a weird dorky like remembering a really great part of your childhood kind of way but then you keep listening and it's a kind of a good song i like this album thematically kind of like pete and pete pete 
Pete and Pete was a show that was kind of messed up and subversive if you watch it as an adult. Um, like, like there's this like seven or eight year old kid, but his best friend's like an adult and he's a superhero and that's not weird or nothing. And like, it, it's, it's a really kind of like, I have like, you could never make it today kind of show. Uh, you know, I, an organization like Nickelodeon is, is, you know, run by, run by suits now and not by people who just wanted to make kids shows. So you don't get crazy, weird, messed up stuff like this anymore. Other than I guess weird stuff late night on Cartoon Network, which is kind of, you know, taken from this, but the album lyrically sometimes goes down those kind of routes like that, where it, it is, it seems like a happy song, but if you listen to it, it's, it's a little bit messed up sometimes. And that I think really fit the, uh, you know connected well with the show yeah and you kind of get some of these tracks like the you, you, you were talking about some key tracks like the obviously do the record breakers thing the opening track is the theme song to the show uh you know we all re- remember that uh that guitar solo that like that opening kind of uh riff if you want to call it that uh that that uh that feel those the lyrics that you probably as a kid you didn't even you couldn't even hear a right, <laughs> let alone understand. Uh, you couldn't even understand phonetically, really, a few of them. Uh, but they were, you know, catchy nonetheless, and it, it's very much, you know, our memory, uh, you know, expanded on. Uh, it, the, the opening song also has the, it starts the, it has the intro that starts like the space theme, you know, like the, the, like the, the, the uh, you know, the ground control vocal you know the ground controlled uh radio messages and stuff like that uh which is really fun uh other songs like she is staggering follows it up with a different kind of tone kind of a, a lower tempo to, lower, lower tempo tone uh it's interesting kind of diver, diverges uh and of course it's summer baby which uh, a lot of us will remember as uh little pete's favorite song <laughs> That he was trying to find, and he was trying to find the group that did this song. He had, he sang it himself, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, but let me, let me ask you guys, uh, Brett, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Well, I mean, the 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 album starts off pretty pretty well with a song that everybody remembers. Also, it has an unskippable intro, which is you know pretty awesome. It's of the era, uh, which also you know it has a secret track. I was um, going to say yeah. it ends on a secret track, which yeah. can't Th- be done things anymore. that they don't do anymore. Um, it can't be done anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, it no, could you be. just do you just do it like this does, and you make like a nine minute last song. That yes, but it. here's the thing: if you see a nine minute last song, you know there's a secret track in it, unless yeah, you're yeah. a prog rock band and every third song is nine minutes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> touche. <laughs> but what I really liked about Hey Sandy was the fact that. That uh, that guitar intro d- didn't take any time before he like it, it. It didn't really. It wasn't constructed like a song would be constructed today. You get your 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 five or six chords and then the vocals come in. Like it's it's very uh, jarring how quickly the song starts. And it took a few lessons for me to be like, well, hey, well, what's going on there? Um, but yeah, it's 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 definitely a uh, master class in uh, sounding like you're recording inside of a metal tube but uh it's 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 got that that sound um i i enjoyed uh saturnine uh that 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 song is uh it has a really amazing hook and it's a very simple song and it doesn't follow 
a, a, a standard, you know, uh, it's not a standard uh, progression. It, it's kind of neat. Um, I, I enjoyed that song a lot. Uh, but uh, I, I think this album closes out pretty strong to uh, um, with uh, the Monsters Loose. Uh, it, you know, uh, there's all kinds of songs on this album that you can go to. But, uh, you know, I, an album that uh, that 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 really closes things out <laughs> if you don't count the secret track. Um I think that uh, the Monsters Loses is one of the most uh, of the time uh, tracks on this album, other than the Hey Sandy. I mean, it, it's got it's it's yeah, it's something that uh, I'm glad that I got to hear because man, you don't just walk into this album. You don't you have to be looking for this to not yeah. run into it. So yeah, it's there's some stuff on here that you got to hear. Yeah, it didn't just pop up in your face like, <laughs> like the yeah. Nobody's was... slapping this at you and being like, "Hey, you listen to this hot new album." Yeah, no, nah, you gotta be seeking this out. Uh, Drew, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Well, hey Sandy, let's go with the theme song because I like there. There are theme songs that are great for a show because they fit so well tonally. And I believe this one does that. There are, there are, sure, there are theme songs that are the lyrics describe the show. Um, songs like those from, um, let's say, Full House, Beverly Hillbillies, stuff like that. Yes. Beverly Hillbillies, Beverly Hillbillies is that a tells great you the example. Whole story. It does. Um, let me tell you a story. In fact, um, but this one, I think, from the music to the lyrics, it's sort of fits the tone of what the show is. Um, then there was uh, Everywhere um, th- that sort of picks up this light guitar, some cymbals. It's slow 90s alt-rock to a T um, to me. Um, that that harmonica in the middle, I said this uh, pre-show, it actually, for some reason, made me have an itch to listen to Blues Traveler. Um <laughs> Which, Blues Traveler and this band, very far apart, but harmonica is a sound that can be shared. Um, And Ashamed of the Story, I Told, is a song that sort of stood out to me. Um, It sounded a bit different from everything on here. Not super different, but like a bit different. Um, And it was, I think, really, really well done, um, both lyrically and musically. Like, but the musical tone definitely, especially like the beginning of the song was just seemed a lot different to me, a lot darker than the rest of the album. Um, also, it was covered by The National, yeah. which I find really weird. Yeah. But that cover was actually all right. Yeah. I that any of this was covered. <laughs> as yeah. much as it's like, you know, we remember and love the show. The fact that any of this was covered, considering it's a show which... Whose DVD releases were uh, shelved <laughs> uh, is is a fascinating thing, uh, but yeah. Uh, Patrick, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Um, I'll start with "She Is Staggering" because, like the the guitars from that are used frequently in the show, like that the you know the sort of jangly. Uh, like reverbed out guitar tone that's kind of you know builds a lot of the songs on this record uh there's a nice little pipe organy thing that goes on in it and 
it's just it's one of the like really the my favorite songs just as a song minus the nostalgia aspect of it um summer baby which like to me hard days pete is the best episode of this show and and i'm you know you can disagree because it's an opinion but it it is it's it's one of the things in my childhood that made me love music like it's it's one of those like everyone has those little things throughout their youth that's like now i need a guitar in my life or drums or whatever and that's that whole that whole episode sort of building around like just some fucking kid wants to start a band because he heard this song and it changed his life and and that that you know that song the hook for it is so perfect that it just you know brings back a ton of memories and then the opener hey sandy which is one of those uh again like there's there's a little bit of deeply fucked upness about about some of the lyrics on this record and there's this whole theory runs around that hey sandy is about like the kent state shooting and a specific person from that and there's debate over whether or not that's true and i don't really care which way i just like that every that like you know people who argue about music on the internet are like this song from a children's show is possibly about you know kent state which was a really horrible event and it has the 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 lur, the line you're looking happily deranged, and that is such a like the, the the words happily deranged together. Just I don't know what it says, but it says something that like I remember forever for reasons that are unclear to me. It's just it, it is sort of like the weird subversiveness of Pete and Pete wrapped up in two words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this yeah. is true. Yeah, yeah. That and that true. like. That kind of like just sort of the whole the whole ethos around it and like this album as a whole kind of it it, it really in retrospect, especially like having watched Pete and Pete as not a child and, you know, in, in more recent years, not in a while, but a couple of years ago, went through the first couple of seasons like it is a weird show that is like, again, you, you couldn't make today and, and the music kind of. Like they wouldn't put this in a in a kids show anymore. Like you could see this music on a show for adults, I guess. Other than the style is really not in vogue anymore. But like think think about how many kids shows you've watched that had the music done by a band, not you know Mark Mothersbaugh and his brother making weird you know weird noises on on keyboards and synths. Like a band, a rock band made the theme song, made all the music for a kids show. Uh, that's not where the kids go these days. Yeah, I mean, other th- other than I guess maybe I'm sure uh, somewhere on YouTube somebody's doing Rush something. Was, uh, yeah, was there was the Modern Monkeys? Uh, well, like a half a decade or more ago, but uh, but, but like, yeah, it was yeah, it was it was it's, very it's an unusual of the time. thing, and it and it and it fit it fit that show so well. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, let's talk about some conclusive thoughts. Uh, Brett, what would be your conclusive thought uh, on this album as a whole? I mean, if if you aren't familiar with this musical style, uh, or you, I mean, you were if you were any younger than me, I'm I am just young enough, or just old enough to have some memory of my childhood, having not gone back to listen to much of this style of music anyway, um, and I don't remember a whole lot of Pete and Pete other than the few bits of knowledge that I remember. Uh, this is something to listen to whether or not you were into Pete and Pete because there's there's stuff in here. Um, it's, it's, it's a very, it's got a very sweet sound to it. Uh, you know, I don't see anybody out there like being offended or hating their time with this album. So give it a listen. 
Uh, I I certainly enjoyed my time with it. Uh, Drew, what would be your conclusive thoughts on this album? Like we said at the beginning, this is a song that is filled with nostalgia for a lot of us for a lot of different reasons. Um, it's sort of I missed something because no, there there are several songs. This I would think this is a an album of songs. Sorry to Go continue. On. Go on. Did I say something weird? No, no, not at all. No, probably did. We're, I'm yeah. gonna listen back to this and then sound like an idiot, which is fine. Look, yeah. um, but like this is definitely an album that you have to go into realizing that um this is definitely of its time. The fact that they're making new music now is sort of weird to me. Um, I would like to hear what they come out with modern day, yeah, just to see what it's like. Um, but besides that, if you, if you want to get, if you want to go back and sort of understand the nineties and what, like it was about, not what it was about, I shouldn't say that, but what a certain era, a certain block in the nineties was sort of about, there are certain shows and certain bands that you should listen to. And this actually has become one of them, not because they were the most popular or the best or the most important, but because the sound, the tone, so perfectly encapsulates what that was for a period to the point where, like, it's, if I didn't know better, it was perfectly created to do that, even though, you know, it wasn't because it was created at the time of. But it does that very, very well. Uh, also, they 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 came back. They created music and released uh, an actual cast single. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, I saw that. They they have a cassette single, which is hilarious. Yes, uh, Patrick, what would be uh, what would be your conclusive thoughts on the album as a whole? Um, I think it rises above pure nostalgia um, to the TV show because it, it's just fun 90s jangly pop. It's not perfect. It's not the greatest thing ever created. But it's like Brett said, I think it's kind of it's just enjoyable as a as a sort of snapshot of an era, sort of what was happening in the 90s before everyone was trying to sound like Nirvana and Pearl Jam, which was basically about the same time as this. Um, it, it's it's not that, but it it is kind of fun and it's. It's alternative rock minus minus grunge influence, and you kind of get some some fun with that. And if you did watch Pete and Pete and you haven't gone back and heard these songs, go back and hear these songs because I think it'll probably tickle you in the same way that it did me. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's an an odd, interesting, but ultimately sweet album uh, from an odd, interesting, and ultimately sweet show. Like. <laughs> uh, I think it, it, that's what kind of you put it together. You know, it was uh, of its time, but it had a lot of really cool things going for it. Uh, just like the show was sort of, well, I, I wouldn't say of its time because the, the Pete and Pete as a show was ahead of its time in a lot of ways. Uh, it was years before, uh, before Malcolm in the Middle, uh, which was another odd multicam sitcom. With a lot of uh, cameras right up in people's faces, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, there was a lot of the, the same playbook. Yeah, where this one kind of wrote a lot of that playbook, or at least 
did that playbook before that playbook was uh, uh, copied over a lot. Uh, I mean, Alan Alda would have a word with anybody that claimed this was the original multicam laugh track sitcom, or at least no laugh track sitcom, but uh, it, it did. It was ahead of its time. That being said, this music was of its time, but it was you know it's a nice time to go back to. I mean, it's an odd show that had Iggy Pop as a regular as you know Michelle Trachtenberg's dad. Iggy Pop as a as an overprotective father, not just yes. Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop in nineteen ninety two as an overprotective father. It's it's the and music of a show that where a tattoo shared uh, opening credits. <laughs> uh, a tattoo on an eight year old boy. And uh, as well as a, as a, a plate a in someone's tattoo head. tattoo that's meant to be a sexy dancing tattoo on an eight-year-old boy. Yes. Let's just put this all out on Front Street here. Petunia was a lady that was meant to be a play on the bomber jet ladies of old that was supposed to dance on his arm. Like, that was the entire yes. joke. And it stuck on there for three seasons as still being a funny joke. Yes. Uh, compare that Pete with Pete, the... folks. Dance with a ship anchor. Dance. Uh, <laughs> also sharing credits on that show was the mom's plate, the plate in her head. Uh, yeah, you can bounce the uh, garage door opener off of it. Yes. Uh, it was, you know, it, it's a show that, that had uh, that had Michelle Trachtenberg in an early on in her career. It had, you know, Great guest stars. names like Endless Mike and, and Papercut. Like, just yes. the name of the villain characters on that show? Had cameo was... appearances by Debbie Harry, Janine Garofalo, LL Cool J, Luscious Jackson, uh, you know, Larissa Olenek, uh, like So what we're saying is go watch Pete and Pete. Most of it's on YouTube. And it More was bell. it was an oh, odd yeah, show thanks. with, a, with a, you know, a peep, you know, it was a crazy show. And it's a music that fits that show perfectly. So check out the album. Check out the show, but check out the album. It's worth listening to. That being said, we get to the main event of the evening. We have our haiku reviews. Let's see. Let's let's go with the order we've been going through. Brett, what is your haiku? Oh, wouldn't it go you and then me? But never mind. I'll go. Uh, <laughs> style of an era. It didn't change the whole world, but lovely album. Uh, Drew, what is your haiku? A blast from the past that I am so glad I had. Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, yeah. I don't even know how to follow that up. The minute that I found out Nickelodeon was five syllables, I was really happy with them. Yes. Game over. Uh, Drew wins. Uh, Patrick, what is your haiku? More than nostalgia. A personal milestone, the sounds of my youth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll bring in my haiku. Uh, it is mostly built on. Uh, it was mostly built on jangle and nostalgia, but that works for me. Uh, it is a fun album. Go check it out. Uh, but that's all for our thoughts on Polaris's music from Adventures of Pete and Pete. You can of course find it on our Spotify playlist. Play Record Breakers the home game. You know, listen along, follow along with us. On that playlist is going to be next week's album, uh, which is provided by the man under me, 
which is Patrick. Patrick, what is your pick for next week? What do you got for us next week? Uh, so I'm staying in the era, but stylistically going a different direction uh, with Liz Fair's album, Exile and Guyville. That's going to be fun talk. Yeah, Look thanks. forward to that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that's next week. This is this week. That brings us to the end of another fantastic episode of Record Breakers. You can, of course, find us all over the internet. Patrick is at the Swagger. Brett is at HeavyDeBearBird, H-I-B-B-I-T-Y-B-I-B-B-A-R-D. Drew is at X, Juicifer X. I'm at PD Rave. The show's at four record breakers. That's the number four. Record breakers, recordbreakerspodcast.com. Recordbreakerspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to email us, rebelli.net for another show. It's youtube.com slash rebellitv. Um, try to put up more content. Uh, twitch.tv slash rebellitv. Uh, try to move, try to stream a little bit more of just random stuff. Uh, maybe some more fun stuff. Maybe some, I don't know. Table some garbage. <laughs> uh, uh, no, we're doing Liz Fair. It's not. She's it's close. But blonde. It's, last I checked. Yeah. Not uh, red. Maybe some, you know, yep. some uh, rolling of the dice on there. Of the twenty sided, or maybe other time types of dice. Roll the oh. dice. Roll the dice. Uh, but that's it for us until next time hasta los huevos Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>